0: to the Northeast Newscast. On this week's episode, we're sitting down with Jackie from Cafe Cafe, who will soon have a home in Columbus Park. They have a lot of exciting things coming up this weekend, so we are sitting down to kind of go over all of that and also introduce Cafe Cafe to those who don't know about it yet, which if you don't know about it, you're crazy. You must Uh be living
1: under a rock. (laughs) Well, hi everyone, my name is Jackie Nguyen. I am the owner of Cafe Cafe. Cafe Cafe is Kansas City's first and only Vietnamese coffee shop. We are currently operating out of a temporary place in the Crossroads called Restoration Emporium. But we also have a mobile cart and we are about to um, start our very first brick and mortar in Columbus Park and we're so excited about it. Um, We've been working on building it, funding it for almost maybe like eight months now um and we're really excited and we basically exist because um the pandemic kind of like you know pivoted me quickly but we really realized that kansas city is so diverse and so awesome but there's not a lot of areas or places that can amplify the Asian or the Asian American narrative and so Cafe Cafe is really adamant about doing that. That's fantastic and you started that out kind of with some advocacy work last year right? Yes so um, because there was a lack of media coverage and a lack of representation in a lot of the mainstream pop culture we really wanted to make sure that We helped uh, show Kansas City that there is an Asian population and that there were um, a lot of things happening within our Asian community that a lot of people weren't aware of. So we, yeah, we did not seek out to be activists, but we are definitely, um, you know, uh, tenacious and loud, and we are very, like, uh, forthright about advocating for our, our marginalized community. So we held a vigil... Um, A stop Asian hate vigil last year and then we also um, have continued to bring different cultural festivals to Kansas City such as the Lunar New Year festival and also the autumn moon festival which we're really excited that we've repeated this year as well you
0: know as you see an increase in hate crimes against Asian people in America
1: what can we do in Kansas City to make sure that doesn't happen here Well, it really lies upon so many factors, one being that the uh, main broadcast news and radio and newspapers continue to put stories that are important and relevant um, to the Asian community. There are a lot of attacks happening on all coasts and if we aren't aware of them happening then not a lot of people will understand that it's something you know that happens to our community so i put a lot of uh, pressure on the actual news media um, newspaper a lot of those outlets to cover more asian stories um also for those who are not part of the media to listen, um, to ask questions, to learn, to do some research. Um, There are a lot of Asian people in Kansas City that um, you know, are your doctors your friends, your employees Um, by not approaching them and by ignoring their needs or not asking them questions, it makes them feel less important and othered. So I would encourage you, you know, if you're afraid to come off performative or if you're afraid to be like hey I I don't know how to approach that just ask questions it's okay it's okay to be open and it's okay to be like hey I really don't know much about your culture can you tell me more or like what's your experience right now have you experienced hate have you felt um marginalized like is there a way I can like make you feel less than so yeah You know, I drove by your
0: Columbus Park location, which it's looking great. Super excited to see that open. On the front windows,
1: it says, the culture in coffee culture. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, so a lot of coffee shops, are considered third wave coffee shops, which means that they use specialty coffee brewing methods. You know, it's not like a um, big franchise, you know, it's more mom and pop. Um, Now there's a new wave of coffee called the fourth wave coffee, which is more about the culture behind all of the coffee beans and everything. And why we say the culture in coffee culture is because the Vietnamese coffee culture And the Vietnamese coffee style is not just like a menu item. It's part of our life. It's part of how we grew up. It's part of our daily practices. So it's definitely interwoven into our actual culture um, versus, you know, oh, I'm just going to this coffee shop to grab a cup um, of coffee, which is great. You know, there are a lot of places like that, but we want to also show you that this is part of our life and this is part of our what we grew up with so uh, yeah I wanted to amplify the culture part of all of it because our beans are grown by Vietnamese people and farmed by Vietnamese people roasted by Vietnamese Americans sold and created by Vietnamese and so you know I there's a lot of other layers that make the coffee experience important. So when you're buying a cup of coffee you're not just Paying our employees, but you're paying, you know, our managers. You're paying our farmers. You're paying our roasters. You are sourcing uh, coffee um, straws, compostable straws that are made out of coffee grounds from Vietnam. Like, you are supporting layers and layers of people who are important to our community. And your menu is so creative. You know, it
0: has some of those traditional flavors, but in a fun, exciting way. Yeah. I mean, right now I'm sitting here drinking the Saigon. Yeah. Which is so similar to something I could go to a Vietnam Cafe
1: and get there. Yeah. It's the culture, but it's fresh. It's fun. Yeah. I I also love to have fun. I try not to, you know, culture and all of this discrimination and hate can be very serious topic and can be very deep. Um, and I like to remind my staff and myself actually um, that it's just coffee too. And that, you know, we can have a lot of fun and we can be ourselves and we can be authentic and raw. And we don't always have to be positive, but we also can, you know, be outrageous and fun and tell the truth. Um, because I just believe in transparency and I believe in authenticity and I think that, um, you know, we're all human. And I think that bringing that human experience to our shop's forefront is, I don't know, it's just my style, first of all, but it's also like important to me. Absolutely. And last time we talked about your brick and
0: mortar location, you were saying how you wanted it to be a safe space for Asian people to gather, but also to create, to Mm -hmm. share and, you know, kind of,
1: live that shared experience together. Yeah. Why Columbus Park? Columbus Park is really rich in culture there. Um, There's a huge population of Sicilian and Italian refugees, a huge population of an immigrant Vietnamese population. There's also the Don Bosco Center, which um, helps, you know, a lot of refugee families learn English, um, seniors be acclimated. um, And also there's, you know, a really familial and like just home type of community feel there we really wanted our shop not to gentrify or not to take away from the neighborhood but we wanted to enhance the culture that Columbus Park already had and there's no coffee shop there so we also thought you know it'd be a perfect opportunity we don't we love our fellow coffee shops in Kansas City we're a family we support them we don't consider ourselves competition to anyone because we believe in uplifting each other and um, I also didn't want to be close to any other coffee shops because I wanted to be able to go to those coffee shops (laughs) and enjoy them on my days off you know so um, I just wanted it to be in a neighborhood that felt right to our mission absolutely and like you were saying it is kind of like
0: a caffeine desert over there yeah. like you can get black coffee at happy gillis mm-hmm. like that but we're super excited to see this in addition to all the other small businesses there yeah um and starting this weekend yes oh my gosh it's going to be a big party but yep. it's also super important to those who don't know about the different types of asian culture yeah to come and learn experience and you know kind of maybe break down some of those stereotypes they Mm -hmm, had. mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about what's happening and your celebration for Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month.
1: Yeah, so um, tomorrow at Columbus Park, we're gonna have a stage. We're gonna have all Asian American Pacific Islander performers. Um, So we're gonna have like an Asian DJ, Asian guitarist, um, Asian singers. Um, We're gonna have a Polynesian troupe coming in to, to, to dance. We're gonna have dragon dancers from a Vietnamese temple. We're gonna have over 10 different vendors that are all small businesses that are of Asian American heritage. And then we have um, other. the other 10 vendors um, are not Asian identifying, but they are donating a portion of their proceeds to the Asian Mental Health Collective, um, which is a really important nonprofit that brings mental health and therapy to Asian communities that is not often um, supplied with those type of um, resources. And um, we're gonna have um, a Thai food truck. We're gonna have um, a panel where we have Emily Weber, who is the um, representative from Missouri, who's Asian. We're gonna have Ryu, who is the Kansas representative, who is also Asian um beyond that speaking panel um, we're going to have justice horn who is a, an advocate and just an amazing um, person who advocates for advocates for the queer community and the pacific islander community um, speak on our panel it's just going to be a really amazing mixture of um, not just asians but asian americans asian adoptees pacific islanders um you know all different layers of the Asian community will be present tomorrow in different capacities that you can support um, whether that's buying their food or buying their merch or listening to them perform or being there um, applauding them in the audience you know there's a lot of ways that you can help amplify our community and we're all we're bringing it to you all in one day <laughs> I think it's incredible first of all and then
0: the variety of culture within just being Asian you know yes. it's not one
1: shared experience oh no thousands and thousands of stories yes like we're gonna have a japanese um sword demonstration we're gonna have you know um a traditional dance from bali um from indonesia you know vietnamese dragon dancers it's we are all different um And we all speak different languages, we all have different cuisines, you know, and, um, but we are all still one family. And so we want the people of Kansas City to recognize like, you know, there is an Asian community, but within that community, there are various cultures that are all different, that experience different things, that come from different countries, um, that have really unique. Um, cultural experiences that you can witness and you can learn about. Speaking of merch, I saw your new t-shirts. Oh, yes. We have <laughs> a new awesome. t-shirt that that says Very Asian on it. It's by a local woman and Asian-owned business called Wasteland Society. Um, they'll be there tomorrow selling their merch and they're also available online. Nice. So the theme for this is Asians making waves. Yes. Explain a little bit about what that means to you. Well, we wanted to show that there are leaders, there are people in the Kansas City community that aren't just existing, but that they are making change and that they are showing um, not just the Midwest, but, you know, everywhere, the, the nation, that these are game changers, you know, um, that these are people that make really big impact in the community. Um, it can be small impact, but a small ripple, you know, creates a big wave. And so I thought Asians making waves was gonna be an amazing theme just because we are trying to do that. And we are doing that. So when you first came to Kansas City, because you're not from here, Mm -hmm. how much Asian representation did you see? Not much to be honest. there is an Asian Chamber of Commerce that does amazing work for small businesses um, or for you know entrepreneurs and students. Um, and there's nap who holds like monthly events. Um, it's really small. There's not a lot of advocacy. There's not a lot of activism. There's um, the community is really spread out as well, um, from you know Gladstone to Overland Park. There's not a concentrated population of Asian folks here, um, so it's very like spread out and a little separated, um, which was really hard at first. But now that I've gotten to know the community and have held a lot of events, I've got to meet a lot of people. You know, as you've kind of settled into Columbus Park, gotten to know,
0: you know, people who have been there for generations, mm-hmm. what are you learning from those older generations
1: of Vietnamese people that first came to America and to Columbus Park? Well, luckily, that hasn't been hard for me to learn because my mom, you know, came to America, and so her experience as a refugee is very similar to them. Um, I will say that the people of Columbus Park are fiercely loyal, and they are fiercely protective of their neighborhood, and I love that. It feels very old school to me. It feels very, like, classic, out of a movie, like, everybody knows everybody in a neighborhood, and watches out for each other. I, I, I love the neighborhood so much and I've learned a lot of um, background about who's who in the neighborhood and you know, the the amazing Vietnamese alterations, um, Lee's alterations, which is across from Vietnam Cafe is like one of the best kept secrets of Kansas City. There's just little golden nuggets in Columbus Park that are just like, I'm so excited for people to learn more about it. It's time to take a break to thank our
0: sponsors. Shamaica's Online Market in Delhi, offering catering and nationwide shipping at ShamaicasOnline.com. Find their new Delhi at 16th and Swift in North Kansas City. Shamaica's, where customers become friends and friends become family. From classics to campers, hot rods to hoopties, Seaburg Muffler, your exhaust headquarters since
1: 1974, Armor Road in Burlington in North Kansas City, Missouri.
0: And now back to the newscast. So tell me a little bit about some of your major sponsors that
1: you've gotten. I think it's awesome that Kansas City's kind of shown up to support you guys. Yeah, I mean, it was actually a a journey in and of itself to find sponsors because we had to do a lot of that outreach ourselves, um, most of it actually. But we have a really amazing group of sponsors from Shop Local KC, Strawberry Swing, to Breathe KC, um, to a local, you know... um, Vietnamese American CPA and then we also have um, our our lovely parks and rec department has been a really amazing help um, in helping us secure the facility and and things like that in the park. Um, but our biggest uh, sponsor is the Royals. The KC Royals came through. We reached out to them and said, hey, you know, it's a long shot, but uh, we're having to pay out of pocket for a lot of our performers and our stage and, and all that. And we're actually in the middle of our build right now. Would you guys be interested in helping cover, you know, some of the fees? And, you know, to the Royals, it's like pennies to them. You know, it's like, okay, but, and I did not think we'd get um, a response, but. Not only did they respond and agree to sponsoring us and covering the rest of the cost, but they're also going to be there. Um, They're going to have their own table. Um, I don't know the Royal players will be there. I doubt it, but representatives of the KC Royals will be there with fun giveaways and prizes and merch. And I'm like, whoa, Like they want to be involved in our little, like, (laughs) festival we created. Like, it's awesome. So the, the city of Kansas City has been really beautiful in... You know supporting us a lot of local businesses has pitched in donated a lot of merch for our raffle donated printing services like imprint impress um printing in the crossroads like they have donated all of their printing services for free they printed all of our posters our banners our stickers free of cost um so yeah it's been an incredible experience to see how many people have come together um i will say though it's it was a little discouraging at first because we did have to reach out to everyone versus um, them reaching out to us. And I think API Month kind of slipped under a lot of people's radar this year, um, unfortunately. But now that I think we've created an event to bring more advocacy and like, awareness, a lot of people have so much wanted to be part of um, that allyship that's fantastic and do you plan on hosting this event and all your events you know annually well to be honest um, my hope is that we don't have to do that and that there's gonna be a larger corporation such as the Royals who would want to then say hey let us either you know create this or give you some um, money to continue doing it Um, because we are a coffee shop and we're not a community center, we're not, you know, nonprofit group or anything, you know, I want to be part of those celebrations, but oftentimes I feel like I'm not, I shouldn't be the person to lead the annual celebration every year, you know, I, my hopes is that we can have a coalition of cool Asians that can, like, do it <laughs> instead of Cafe Cafe, because... It should be a communal effort, you know, and my hope is that next year we can be definitely part of doing it and planning it, but I would hope that a bigger corporation could come in and lead the way. For sure. And now that they've seen what's possible, which is, you know, your time and energy and effort. Exactly. And if I have anything to do with that, (laughs) and I have a year, hopefully I'll be able to convince everyone to join our efforts, so... (laughs) That's fantastic. So um, what are kind of your hopes that come out of tomorrow's event? I'm sorry? What are kind of the hopes that you have for tomorrow's event? I just really hope for good weather, knock on wood, (laughs) and um, really good attendance. Um, I hope the kids come out because there's a lot of kid-friendly activities happening, and I think that our education should start with the little ones. Um, I hope parents bring their kids out to learn more, to experience the fun dragon dancing or the sword demonstrations and things like that that. But I also just hope we have a really good time and that we celebrate. Tell me a little bit about your staff that's kind of supported you and made this all possible alongside you. I would not be where I am without my staff. They are all my best friends. Um, They either were my friends from my past that moved to Kansas City to join my crazy idea, or they were customers, actually, that organically became my friends and then just offered their help, and then eventually quit their jobs to help me with my mission. So they're very, very, very special people. They understand my um, my mission. They understand my vibe. They're not selfish. Um, they're really hard workers. And so my staff is actually... So special to me, and make up Cafe Cafe. I think that that's why I don't know. We have a good loyal community because our our staff continues to spread that love. So when it comes to small
0: businesses, um, I feel like there's this. It's hard for them, you mm-hmm. know, to. Hire diversely or, mm-hmm. um, you know, they have to go out of their way to make that effort. It seems so natural for you. What's the importance of supporting, you know, people of color and Asian-Americans when you're starting a small business?
1: I think that you just have to view people of color not as tokens and that your mission should not just to be like, oh, I need to hire a black person or I need to hire an Asian person. Like, just think of it as a whole what does the world look like and how should your company reflect that so your company needs to reflect all people and that's not just people of color but that's like disabled people and you know queer people and we we've tried so hard to be very open and honest about what we want the demographic of the of Kansas City to look like, so we want our shop to reflect that, or at least the businesses that we support. So I say with other businesses, I would say, you know, have an open mind and understand that your customer base is colorful. And so, I don't know exactly if I have words of advice, but I would just say to be very um, aware of your customers and and the people you serve because good people attract good people that's what I've seen with you guys oh god I hope I mean I'm (laughs) crazy so maybe I attract crazies too but that's fine (laughs) so you're here in this space um how long will you be here um, we are only here at Restoration Emporium until Sunday. It's our last day because we have to start transferring all of our stuff over to our brick and mortar and start kind of setting that up um, and taking some proper time to make sure we have everything in order as far as merch and ordering and you know all that all that stuff. So our last day here is going to be Sunday the twenty second. Um, we'll be doing a few pop ups here and there before we open, but um, you might not see us until our brick and mortar <laughs> opens because it's crunch time. I know it's been a lot of work for you, but it's super yes. exciting. <laughs> yes, it's been a lot of work, uh, for sure, but it's all good work.
0: <laughs> if you knew at you know the beginning of the pandemic that this is where you'd be now, would you do it again?
1: 100%. percent i do it again over and over. Um, it, it's been one of the greatest journeys of my whole life to do Cafe Cafe. Um, it's gotten way bigger than I ever anticipated. I never thought we'd reach a point of, even just our social media following is so beyond what I ever thought that I just, if everything crashed today, I'd feel like I've, uh, I've succeeded in so many things. But I also am very tenacious and have a lot more goals. So <laughs> I, um, I, I see a lot more for Cafe Cafe and I'm excited for the future of it.
0: That's great. Yeah. So, um how
1: can the community support you as you're finishing your build out and moving to your new space? Oh my goodness. If they can help us with our GoFundMe, that would probably be the best. We are still raising the last $10,000 needed to finish our build out. Um so those that costs would cover um installation of doors, um fixing our ramp, our windows, Um, painting, everything that kind of the last finishing touches, um, to do that, to also follow us on social media, share our story, and um, come, you know, visit us when our brick and mortar opens. That's great. Well, we look forward to it. Thank you so much, Abby. I really appreciate it. Thank
0: you. We'll see you all out in Columbus Park tomorrow for this amazing celebration, the first of hopefully
1: many. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) See you, everyone.